Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode Legal Drinking Age. I'm Chris, and joining me today are... Ames. Caitlin. And Jake. You right there, Caitlin? She didn't like my joke. The joke was terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought it was okay. Today, we are discussing Journey to Babel, you know, one of those big classic ones, the introduction of Sarek and Amanda, and Friday's Child, which is a thing that happened. <laughs> it certainly did. Uh, first up, Journey to Babel is, is about the Enterprise having to ferry a whole shitload of ambassadors to a neutral planet codenamed Babel to discuss whether or not they should be inducting, what was it called? Corridan. Corridan, thank you. Into the Federation, Corridan is rich in dilithium. Yes, we're back to mineral deposits. Uh, there are, are various people who aren't too thrilled by the idea, including the Tellarites uh, who are on board and a few other folks. Tensions are already high when the Tellarite ambassador Gab is mysteriously murdered shortly after an altercation with Sarek, the Vulcan ambassador, and Spock's father, whom the two men are slightly estranged. Uh, so suspicion falls onto him, but then it turns out he's not well, and while he's recuperating in sickbay, Kirk is attacked by one of the Andorian ambassadors, Flunkies. While that's all happening, Doc's trying to figure out if he can operate on Sarek, and Spock has the right blood type, but not enough blood, and... So he's going to take this experimental <laughs> Yes. So he's going to take an experimental drug to try to increase his blood production. But then because Kirk is injured, Spock is like, no, I have to command the ship. Oh, yeah, and they're being followed around by a mysterious ship that's transmitting to the Enterprise but not directly attacking. It's, so. it's paralleling them. Paralleling, as, yes, Chekhov said. God, this is slightly more complicated than it looks at first. There's a lot in this episode. It, there is. So Kirk manages to get on the bridge... In theory, long enough just so Spock will go down and deal with the operation. But then before Kirk can hand command off to anyone else, the ship finally attacks. And they realize the Andorian flunky's not an Andorian because he's got a fake antenna and that's got a transmitter in it. And short version, the Enterprise defeats the alien ship. The operation is successful and Sarek is fine. The attacking ship destroys itself. The spy commits suicide. Turns out he's an Orion agent. And the Orions have Orion. this whole... Yeah. Orion. I have a hard time saying Orion. Um, <laughs> no, you've just done it. You did I know, really because job. someone else had to say it first. Orion. Yeah. Tyre. <laughs> Bob. And we never know what happens with Coridan. Oh, no, at the very end. No, we don't. I'm thinking of Friday's Child. Well, because they, we, they haven't had the summit yet. Summit. Yeah, McCoy has to have the last word and is very happy about that. Yay. In Friday's Child, more mineral rights! As we are shown that, yet again, the Prime Directive can be thrown out the window if you want some shit a primitive culture has. McCoy had... What's this planet called? Did I write it down? I don't know. I may not... Oh, Capella 4. Yes. So the people... Ah, of Capellans. The Capellans, ah, Capella the Capellans are, are a seemingly nomadic uh, tribal group. With awesome flouncy tunics. That's an interesting opinion of awesome. And really awesome high ponytails. And stupid hats. Uh, McCoy... They're basically German. The hats? The, the, the Capellans. Okay. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> McCoy had been stationed there for two months years ago, so he's sort of their 
you know, he'd be expert on the group. Uh, they beam down, only to find that the Klingons have sent an agent, which causes a security guy to freak out, and he gets killed by a Capellan, and rightly so, Kirk, you dickhead. And, you know, there's clearly some tension between the current ruler and the leader of another faction, Moab, Moab? Mob. Mob. Bob. It sounded like Bob, the way people kept saying it, especially the Klingon. And in the middle of the night, Bob's faction attacks the current ruler, and Kirk... Okay, thank you. Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and the now late ruler's wife flee to the hills. Late the, ruler and the current late ruler's wife currently very preggers. Yes, with his with his child. She there's this whole weird thing. Men aren't supposed to touch her, but her and McCoy have a slap fight, and now it's fine. And she's kind of into him, maybe. Fisting. So they kind of go off into the hills. <laughs> she gives birth. Bob and his crew chase down Kirk and Spock and McCoy and them. And, you know, they use sympathetic vibration to bring down half a mountain to cause a distraction. And Oh, meanwhile, Scotty was left in charge of the Enterprise and he's lured away by an obviously fake distress call for a while, <laughs> which is why help can't be sent. So what happens when you leave Scotty in charge? It's, it's not a great episode. <laughs> it's not awful. It's not one of the worst, but it's not great. Should have left Charles in charge. Uh, yeah. Of my days and my nights? Is that how that goes? Yeah, I don't know. Now he's some fucking has-been who stumps for Trump. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, a, like um, a lot of Scott, it's, um, Scott Bayo. Scott like Bayo. Oh, like Scott so Bayo. many D-list actors, he went far right once he was no longer interesting. What the hell was I saying? Oh, yeah. So they're in the hills. The woman gives birth. She tries to pull the tribesmen off off their trail by claiming that the child was dead and that she'd killed the officers but then the Klingon is like no I'm gonna check and Bob gets mad at him for let's be honest a reasonable sort of thing we'll get to that too you know and then there's this whole thing the Klingon managed to steal one of the they had to give up their weapons earlier and he managed to steal one of the Starfleet phasers and a fight ensues and Bob is killed and the Klingon is eventually killed and Mineral rights are secured and everyone's happy and the na- baby is named Leonard James, alien last name, the fourth, and Spock is very put out by this. Nice. Yeah. So these are both two uh, DC Fontana scripts. Oh, two really? very different DC Fontana I scripts. I did not notice that Fontana was the second one, yeah. just the first. First one's great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a wild range between between yeah. her two her two scripts here. Yeah, yeah. Back to back. I mean, like I said, Friday Shade, it's not bad. We've seen worse. It's just, it's, yeah. it's a little disjointed and weird. It's a, yeah, it's a little out there. But we'll get to that one, because yeah. first, Journey to Babel. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Baby Bell. Journey to Baby Bell. Oh, those are delicious. Bell. Some, some nice cheeses mm. wrapped in wax. Delicious, um, delicious wax. First sort of uh, big collection of various space ambassadors. Uh, mostly Federation, I guess, probably. I mean, they're the ones that would be affected by... Because they want to admit Korra into the Federation. So they're, yeah, they're yeah. the ones who'd be affected. Yeah, so we've got the uh, first appearance of the Tellarites, the Andorians. The Tellarites uh, are the pig, pig-nosed people. Yes, with the really weird masks. The terrible no, masks. No, evidently no human ambassador that we see. No no Earth. There were, there were enough generic civilians around that you could mm. probably say any of the humanoid-looking ones without any obvious... Not, not the purple girl? Yeah, not the purple girl. She was not the Earth ambassador. Caitlin but, loved the purple girl. You know, there was definitely... There, there were enough, like, random human-looking people walking around that you could say any of that guy's probably the Earth one. Mm. Uh, yeah, there was the purple woman. There were the uh, short fellows with the fezzes that were painted gold. Yeah, they were gold. They were great. I don't think we ever see them again. Now, in 
is it in Enterprise where it is established that the first signers of the Federation Charter are Earth, Vulcan, Tellarites, and Andorians? I'm pretty sure that's that. Those are the the I don't know the four charter members. Yeah, I don't know if it's established there, but they certainly have that happen. Which is interesting that those happen to be the four yeah. races that are in this episode. Yeah, if that is where they establish it, that's probably why. And they it all seem to dislike each other. It is funny to make the Tellarites so important because mm. I think the only times we see them are this episode, and then Enterprise. Mm. I don't know if they ever appear any other time. They may be mentioned. Like, Andorians show up enough, at least... Like, I don't know, actually, even if the Andorians appear again yeah, I don't before think, Enterprise. I don't, yeah, I don't but think we see them ever They're again. a really big deal in Enterprise. Right. Like, they play in a lot. Who, the Andorians? Yeah. The Tellarites show up once or twice, I think, from mm. what I recall. I haven't finished it yet, but from what I've seen. So, like, the Andorians makes a little more sense because, again, they are a major factor in the politics of the early pre-Federation era. But the Tellarites are just weird and grumpy and really quick to anger. I think it's because of those masks. Yeah. Kind yeah. hey, uh, scary looking. They have like... Yeah, they're sunken eyes. They're sunken eyes. They got all those eyes. And yeah. The eyes roll over white. Yeah, like I said, with, with Enterprise, they manage to... Uh, they like they still have the eyes be very sunken, but you can actually see the eyes because they have the masks actually connect to the actors' actual faces eventually. Mm-hmm. So it makes them like very heavy lidded. Yeah, I know the, the, the there was a note that said the actor had a lot of trouble seeing out of those eyes. I do not doubt it because it looked like the eye hole was a good half an inch to an inch away from his real eye. Yeah, between this and Gary Mitchell not being able to use oh. his eyes when there was like fucking silver jammed in them. Oh, I can't even think about that without it hurting. <laughs> Yeah, they don't do great with eyes sometimes, it sounds like. Well, was just, that was just a theme for the era, I think. Because I remember reading an interview once with Adam West where he said that, like, he had no peripheral vision in the Batman uh. cowl. Like, he said going down a flight of stairs oh, in no. that show was just a leap of faith. Because he couldn't see to the sides or down. Wow. Like, he could see straight ahead, and that was it. Batman. At least he could move his shoulders. Bay. Yeah, I was going to say, at least, at least the costume allowed him to, like, move. Yeah. Bane. Find his way around tactilely. Thank you. Thank you, Bane. Bane, Bane is here, everyone. So, he uh, loves to say his own name. Bane. I don't know why. I'm Bane. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I feel like we're glossing over, of course, the, the biggest part of this episode. Uh, Sarek. Sarek Yay. is here. Amanda. Sarek, uh, who is not the Romulan commander. No, no. not at all. Not, not, not at no, all. Not, not in the least. No. He's also very, very close to his son's age somehow. Mm. Yes. Well, it's because yeah, they age so slow. Well, he's 102.145, mm. whatever. Yeah, he's, he's got a good 75 to 100 years left if he takes care of himself. So. Yeah, I mean... He's middle-aged. Not, with that, not with that fucked up heart. Yeah, he's not taking care of himself, though, is the thing. Well, he, <laughs> he, gets, he makes like, it to next gen. He makes it to next gen. He finally dies of... Spoilers. Like, Vulcan Alzheimer's or something. That's oh, that's right. Sad. That is sad. But yeah, yeah, the interest to Sarek, though, you know, they, they luckily right. remembered that Spock in the Space Crazies episode mentioned that his mother was human. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they did a couple times afterwards as well. But... And a teacher, they said once That's before. right, that's right. Possibly the same episode. Yeah, I know um, this was this was the, the script that Fontana pitched to Roddenberry and them saying, I really want to explore Spock's heritage and his dual nature. Mm. Let's introduce the parents. Mm. 
And she just kind of formed the episode around that. Mm. And, you know, sure, the whole confidence thing is fun, and there's a murder mystery afoot, but really it's about the introduction of the parents and the relationship within. Yeah, it, that's that's really impressive, though, to take the note, I want to explore his parentage and come up with this. Mm. And, you know, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's a good one. Well, we uh, find out also that, like, there's a history there with Spock and Sarek where... Yep. Sarek does not agree with Spock's decision to join Starfleet. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. And how, despite that, he's still proud of his son and his accomplishments. In his own weird Vulcan way. Yeah, It's not pride as much as it is he should be respected because he does a good job. Mm. Which is, I think, as close as he would ever come to to, uh, saying it. Our other other son, Cybok, is is a cult leader. Your brother's a cult leader. Uh, what? Spock, Spock's Spock, half brother. Half brother. Cybok. Oh, I didn't not, even know Spock had a half not brother. Not Amanda Grayson's son, though. She's I don't know who Cybok's mother's supposed to be. A Vulcan princess. Mm. Are they okay with that? They, that's a thing Vulcans can do. Uh, fucking apparently, I did, I'm pretty sure Gene Roddenberry once said he doesn't count Star Trek V, yeah. so we're good. This is all Star Trek V. <laughs> okay, that's that. I see. I see. Where See, I, I knew you hadn't seen Star Trek V. I've I didn't seen realize. It. I don't remember oh, a okay. thing of it. So you've been really shielded from it if you didn't even remember that Cybok was Spock's brother. I remember that we're, we see Vulcan on on Star Trek V, and that's all I remember. Star like, Trek really, out of all the, the Vulcans, like, of all the disappointing children to have. Yeah, really. Spock's the disappointment, Sarek? Really? Not the freaking cult leader? Maybe he's not a cult leader at this point in time. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe not. Oh, God. But that's neither here nor there yet, luckily. It is getting ever closer, though. Yeah, speaking of uh, of, of Spock's... I, I'm running out of words for, for, you know, his growing up a half-breed and everything. Mm. Amanda tells us that he used to be picked on as a kid. And I think yeah. we see some of that in one of the recent movies. In, and that, uh, just, yeah. that just strikes me as a strange thing for Vulcan kids to do, because that's not logical. No, but here's the thing. Vulcans, for all their supposed logic and lack of emotion, are racist as fuck. Hmm. Like, they pass it off as just like, no, no, we're just frustrated. Not that they'd call it frustrated because that's an emotion. By everyone else's lack of logic. But w- one thing that does come up a lot in Enterprise, like, Vulcans are just... They're, they're assholes. They're, they're totally. kind of xenophobic. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people don't but like I mean, Enterprise. We are being pretty racist here against Vulcans with this... Generalization. Ooh. No, that's fair. We're the so racists I, yeah, we for calling be, them on their racism. Be a, be a Vulcan now, do we? But yeah, th- th- that you're out of your Vulcan mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they did. They like they they did in um, not I think any of the movies, the uh, original timeline movies, but in the first Kelvin timeline film. Oh yeah, they show young Spock getting picked on, and yeah. they have a fight in the learning pit. And... Yeah, I remember seeing that and being like. It seems like such a non-Vulcan behavior to, like, pick on someone for well, being kids, different. kids can be shitheads, I'm sure, on any planet. I don't yeah. know. I think that they would numb it out of them really early. Well, mm. they're still pretty young, so maybe they haven't been fully numbed yet. How yeah. do you feel? <laughs> oh, you not understand. And, of course, he had his, uh, his, his teddy bear to keep him company when the other children were mean. Oh, I hear we get to see, I, I, I hear we get to see that in the animated series, and I'm excited to see it. Oh, good. Oh, good, cool, good. the Salat? The, the, the Salat, the, the, the giant teddy bear the with The fat teddy bear with six-inch fangs. Delightful. It'll be interesting you rip to your see, fucking arm off. You actually see what it, it looks like. I hope it talks. I like how delighted McCoy was when <laughs> he thought that Spock had a pet teddy, teddy bear. <laughs> He, I he would have. I was delighted too. He went a little more southern on the delivery. Mm. A teddy bear. 
<laughs> I say, I say. Foghorn <laughs> Jakehorn. Uh, it's interesting one, because like I said, with the, during the intro, it's you know quite a bit going on. You've got the various parallel uh, things. The Andorian attack on Kirk comes out of fucking nowhere. Oh my god, we're it in just, the middle of a scene, and we, do it just, we, we change over, away. and they've been fighting for five minutes, and you're like, yeah. who the fuck is this? But you know what? Honestly, I'll take that. Instead really? of... The full fight. Some of those fights can drag. Well, you want to see how it. You want to see how the fuck it started, though. You want to see. Like he just attacked Kirk, him. Kirk walking down a hallway. Someone throw a punch and be like, "Oh, I'm throwing punches now, huh?" This no. is happening. It doesn't seem like the Andorian, who turns out to be an Orion, mm-hmm. um, our undercover agent. It doesn't seem like it really advances his mission if he gets thrown in the brig. So why the hell did he attack? He probably wasn't supposed to lose like that. Why even bother? If his buddies are coming to destroy the yeah. ship... he They were supposed to foment as much... What's the word I want here? Confusion is... It sounds like the, the, the Orion, Orion... Jesus, I do have trouble with that word. The Orion goal was to spark full-on interplanetary war. Okay, well, if they were supposed to, you know, con- like start a lot of confusion on the Enterprise, and that's why it kills the Tellarite to make, you know, everyone on edge and try to figure out what's going on and turn on each other or whatever. Well, and specifically killed him after he had a fight with Sarek. Yeah. Using a Vulcan neck-breaking technique. Yeah. So, so specifically try and target the Vulcans for this part. Exactly. So we're, we're creating all this confusion on the ship. We're, we're fighting with Kirk to create more confusion or who knows what. But his... Buddies on the on his buddy ship who's fo- who are following at warp ten, they're just gonna fucking suicide bomb the ship anyway. So what the fuck is going on? If they're just gonna fucking destroy the Enterprise, why do all the shit on the Enterprise? Is there an answer to this question? I mean, I don't know if they I were, don't know that there is. I don't know if they were necessarily supposed to attack, but things clearly were going so wrong on the Enterprise. That's why they had to resort to that. Really, Maybe. I don't know. It's a little weird. Yep. What's the cat get? He's got his bug. Oh, that's cute. Where were we? <laughs> the Orion's stupid fucking plan. Yeah, it doesn't entirely make sense. I mean, I do think that also, like, if they're supposed to be relatively neutral between all these different factions of the Federation, if they want to spark civil war among the Federation and then sell and buy dilithium, dilithium or, or whatever minerals it is that they want from both sides of the Federation... Then you're being terrible at being neutral by starting a fucking war. Well, in the if first they don't place. know you did it. Oh. But that's that's the thing that doesn't make sense to me. I guess when I think about it, is like if you want to spark an interplanetary war, wouldn't it be easier to try to get the Federation mad at the Klingons or something? Yeah, but how then... fragile do you think the Federation is that it's going to descend into civil war? Well, the Orions easily? aren't allies with the Klingons. I don't think. And they're not allies with the or Federation. Or that we, or that we know of. They're their own. They're neutral. Thing. They're neutral among the Federation. They have no fear. One way or the other. Hello, my wife. Hello. They're slavers and pirates. Are they? Yeah. Fun. The the, the green women are they're Orion. Fuck Orion women. Oh, that's right. Um, No Orion slavers. And of course, because TV and science fiction, you know, the the women just look like sexy human women painted green. The men are huge, ugly, ogre-looking Wait, we get to see the Orions at some point? In Enterprise, definitely. I don't know if we see them before, though. Oh, nice. I want to say that in Enterprise, one of them was actually played by, like, a fucking wrestler. Mm. I might be making that up. Now, in the, in this Kelvin Star Trek, Kirk bangs, is banging a green woman, a green woman at Starfleet Academy. True. Yes. Who is apparently also a student. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Is she an Orion slave girl who's also a student, or is she just that's a green woman? That's probably just an Orion. Question. Maybe uh, in this alternate timeline, there are no more slave girls. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I mean, if, or alternately. Or maybe. they rescued her from Orion yeah, or something. Yeah, her family got away or something, or she was from a group that was rescued. There's plenty of ways she could show up. Mm. She could also just be another green alien species. I mean, yeah. really, I mean, she's I'm, there because. Kirk, it was a Star Trek movie. They wanted to have a green woman. Yeah. yeah and Kirk it's, sure, the green woman. it's certainly a nod to the Orion uh, sex yeah. slaves. No and that, what. Well, that's the funny thing, of course, is always the joke with Kirk and the green women, whereas in reality, Kirk was never with a green woman. It was the closest anyone came was Pike with his imaginary green woman. Mm. But they also never said, beam me up, Scotty. So it was just one of those things. Huh. What was the friggin' thing that the, they were saying in, in, that, in the cage about that? About how... Oh, God, all oh, horrible oh, things. Oh, they almost... They love to be... They love to submit or take advantage of her. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Yeah. It's all very unfortunate. Oh, Certainly the one... The one Kirk was with seemed to have a lot more autonomy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just had bad taste in men. I don't know. Chris Pine is kind of tasty. Yeah, but he's not going to treat you right. Look at him. I don't want him to. Oh, oh my. Oh my. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll get to that in Friday's trial. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Andy. But that's Doc uh, McCoy, and that's that's everyone else's fantasy. McCoy. <laughs> so, uh, oh, God. So when they're doing the tour, mm-hmm. the, the Sarek family and Kirk and them and... Kirk asks Spock to come over to help out with something. He's like, Kirk, yeah, you come show fucking Sarah, asshole. Come show Sarah how these computer parts work. It is obvious there's some weird tension going on. Why are you doing this? You are the worst at diplomacy, as we will also see in the next episode. Yeah. At like, least he didn't just attack them like he does oh, in the next episode. <coughs> <coughs> fucking hell, Kirk. 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 Picard wouldn't put up with this shit. Also, he'd probably just send Riker to do it anyway, so... That's true. Uh, he'd probably also, like, Kirk, talk to Amanda in such a way that you're just like, are you making pass at her? I can't quite tell here. He hmm. kind of, he seemed like he sort of was. Yeah. A little bit. How happy can she be with Sarek? I mean... Gives, gives great two-finger. Uh, yeah, they did do they did do a little fucking weird two-finger handshake thing. Constantly. It was just how they... That's... <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Wow, <laughs> dear! I'm need an adult. But um, they make it clear that like that's how like foreplay is like that. Well, see, that's, that's what you're okay. So sorry, great radio, everyone. See what you're doing though, Jake, is you're doing you're rubbing around the hand all the way down the arm. They only ever had their fingers touched. There was right, but this... that's like the, that's like the step one. But then when like let's when, first base when, when Savick bangs Spock <laughs> yeah she's doing she, all she this does the... so I mean it's sort of I think the difference between maybe a peck on the cheek and just full on sucking face mm. you know one is okay to maybe do in public the other is, is more for when you're trapped on the Genesis planet and have no choice hmm. Hmm. joy yeah, t- tears of you know what's, what's, what's acceptable versus get a room in Vulcan society it can't be good for Amanda though I mean, she seems to love Sarek in her own weird way. Well, her way is normal, but his way is weird. Stockholm Syndrome. Mm. Oh. I think she did do a good job, though, the actress, of just sort of being delighted to just talk with a human. Yeah, I like, think so, too. her and Kirk, she was so happy to just be able to talk to somebody who could say, Vulcans are stubborn, and she'd go, yes, they fucking are. Mm. And not be told, no, no, we're logical. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she delighted in that a little. Yeah. Oh, sure. So I she- would imagine, I mean, they're, they're a major... Federation partner. There there are probably other humans on Vulcan she can at least go and talk to sometimes. That would make sense. But she probably is mostly surrounded. Or maybe Vulcans. has like, you know, some 
some buddies or, or or like servants or whoever. Yeah. No, no. It was mentioned in a previous episode that Amanda is a school teacher. Is mm-hmm. she still a school teacher on Vulcan? She teaches the Vulcan kids. She can't be smart enough to teach yeah, Vulcan she's kids. Basically, can she? maybe she. Well, if we assume maybe there are other humans stationed there, maybe she teaches the human children. Maybe. Because the human children also wouldn't be able to keep teaches, up with Vulcan. Teaches humans yeah, how, how, to, de- how to deal with Vulcans every day. And math. Art. Mm. Science. Gym. Mm. Do you think they have an art curriculum on Vulcan? The human school would. Well, Vulcans have art. And not yeah. a lot of it, and most of it's ugly, but they have art. They, at least they, they, they love their music when they pay their jingly bells. Yeah, it's true. Little... Spock has his lyre. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they, they would like Jackson Pollock a lot, I think. Isn't it all very mathematical? mathematical. Is it very mathematical? It's very abstract. That's the thing they realize. just crap spewed on a canvas. But no, that's the thing. They've actually realized that Pollock isn't just random. He actually, there was a pattern he was doing. That's how they can identify a real Pollock versus a counterfeit. Counterfeits are just random splatter. Versus a five-year-old. Yeah, no, Pollock, if you look closely, I forget what, I I don't want to say they're fractals, but it's. No, it is a fractal. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, if you read up on it, there was something actually (laughs) mathematical to what Pollock was doing. So Vulcans probably would. Was it the Mandelbrot set? I don't know. But the Vulcans probably would actually appreciate Pollock. Huh. Neat. They wouldn't necessarily enjoy the fish. They want the fish. The fish. Why not both? There's a fish called Pollock. Oh, good point. No, it's a fish called Wanda you're thinking of. They're all vegetarians, though, so they wouldn't want the fish. They're vegetarian? Yes. They are? Mm hmm. Except they occasionally eat. I forget when it's established, but yes, Vulcans are Vulcans are the art world. All of the them? Fish. They live in a fucking volcano world. How easy is it to grow lots of plants? <laughs> they just eat the dirt. I would no. eat the dirt. Looks like good dirt. It's full of fiber. Vulcans are very regular. I don't think that's how dirt works. <laughs> Vulcan dirt is. It's a different plant. Okay, Shatner. Yeah, it's purposely. It didn't do it on purpose at first, but then I decided to run with it. Mm. Wow, we got off course. Speaking what of doing things on purpose, did anybody else? Was any? No, the answer to this question is no. But did anybody else notice and was bothered by the fact that, like, Spock's mom's eyeshadow, it was on the lid, and then, like, near the outer corners of her eyebrows, it went all the way up to the eyebrow, not throughout, and it looked really weird. See, I didn't didn't notice it until you pointed it out. Yeah, you pointed it out, and then I noticed it, but I didn't hate it. I was like, oh, they're trying to do something that seems future-y. Yeah, I just was like, ugh. Why would that ugly, powdery blue, like, uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's my biggest criticism of this episode. Liked, everything else about this episode was perfect. I like the crazy wizard collar on her traveling cloak. That yeah. was pretty nice. Is that the cloak that was made of quilts? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it really did. It just looked like they had cut some holes into a quilt and been mm. like, here you go. Mm. That I looks have a nice. wizard collar. It was so... It looks like the quilt we have at home, on our bed, right bit. now. Yeah. You should make it into a cloak. I no, might. I like that quilt. I might. No. There, was, there was so much costuming and makeup and stuff in this episode. Yeah, it's supposed to expensive. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the stat that I read was they were originally supposed to beam uh, Sarek and Amanda up from Vulcan, but they sent the shuttle, shuttlecraft instead because they ran out of money to do the transporter effect because there was so much costuming and makeup. Wow. That's delightful. Well, I mean, that purple girl, she was like purple all over. Yeah. And they needed her Everywhere. in every scene. She was well. That's why they that used her so much. Because they probably the spent tons of money. Yeah, Honestly, yeah, I would. Legs. I would love to be trapped. No, she was wearing leggings. I think. Was she? I, I was just think. trying to. I was talking about like. Yeah, I know. Her mons was probably. I was. I was trying to avoid that. That course. Well, I would like to take that course. I would love a planet full of just that lovely purple girl. You want to get painted purple, Caitlin? I'm not averse to it. Hmm. 
It's one like, one it's Halloween. Like, it's sort of like when you it's eat, like when you eat candy and your tongue turns the color of the candy, and then everyone knows you ate candy. You think my tongue's gonna turn purple? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happens. Okay, but if the skin is purple, what color are the nipples? Burgundy. Yeah, probably. Okay, great. I'm glad we covered this. <laughs> Um, was this the first appearance of photon torpedoes? No. Have we seen that? I feel like no, it came up at least before. once before. Yes, I agree. I don't remember when, but I feel... Because I remember we talked about back, way back, there was an episode where phasers could be set to burst at a certain point, so they didn't have mm. photon tor- torpedoes then, but Port- I feel Portitos? like... Portitos? Yeah. Sounds I, like a chip, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Photon toquitos. Portitos. <laughs> oh, God, a Star Trek-themed Mexican restaurant. <gasps> Let's do it. We make millions. We would get sued by Paramount. We could do a sci-fi, generally sci-fi themed one. Photon, they can't actually copyright the word. No one steal our idea. Yep, it's too late. They're already stolen. The episode hasn't gone live yet. They've already stolen it somehow. I mean, I could just edit that bit out, but Mm. Um, be a lot of work. Yeah. But yeah, no. So I think set phasers to guac. (laughs) Ooh. I'm not pleased with yourself with that is that guac doesn't even rhyme with like stun. Like you're just like <laughs> No, that would set, be uh... set phasers to picante. No, 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 you know what <laughs> That was much like, like No no, you know what you do. If it's generally it. sci-fi themed Obi Guacamole. I like that. Can we call this episode Set Phasers to Picante? (laughs) I want there to be like a hot sauce called Set Phasers to Picante now. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not wrong. Picante means hot? Yes. Okay, great. It's like spicy hot. Okay, spicy hot. Caliente is just hot. Caliente. Getting back on track. Goodness, yes. Uh, So the Andorian gets in that fight with Kirk in the hallway and Mm -hmm. fighting, fighting ensues. Yep. Uh, he Kirk gets stabbed in the side, somewhere in the general body area. <laughs> and later it turns out he was nearly stabbed in the heart somehow. Even though it looked like he was stabbed in the fucking kidney. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it Definitely really did look like a kidney Very shot. Very close yeah. to his heart. Really close. Maybe yep. his heart. Maybe he's got one of those things where like he's just got a really big heart and it fills up. I don't know his entire chest like, cavity. Is he the Grinch? <laughs> his entire torso is just all a of his heart. torso is just a big heart. Yeah, it's because he loves the Enterprise that much. She's a beautiful the woman. woman. There's a gratuitous the women. Kirk with his shirt off scene. There was a lot of that. I mean, so I was actually surprised though because it was a shirtle day. It was. He was wearing the the green girdle shirt, and well, then but we also got to see him. Uniform. But his trousers were hiked really far up. I think they were holding him in, maybe, oh, for cool. that bit. Well, he looked good, so don't worry about it, chat. He looked good. Mm. Even his nipples? No, why are they so close to the color of his flesh? I'm really sorry <laughs> to anybody who has really close to your normal skin-colored nipples, but I find it really distracting. It's not too uncommon, I don't think. I don't know. And I have, like, these pepperoni pizzas. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Put your shirt back on. Mine, mine are pretty pink, right? Mine are like brown. Here, let me take a look at mine. No. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, like in general, there's like a nipples tend to be darker than skin. Like not like a ton, but he's Canadian. That's the answer. There we go. Uh, <laughs> what the hell were we actually talking about? Kurt's oh, uh, Kurt shirtlessness. Uh, the fight with the Orion. We were the talking Ar- about. Fuck! I really can't say that word. Journey to Babel is the topic. Why today. is it so hard? I don't know. Babel. Orion. 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 Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think it was like an, an Irishman. I, I, and, and same with the accent oh, every time. Oh, it's it's Orion. It's the Orions. 
Oh, God. Glad the Irish accent is back now. Thank God. Oh, no. But yeah, I, I like I like this episode. Yeah. I like the, the tension on the bridge. There's a lot of like really good tense moments because it's like, oh no, Sarek's gonna die. Whoa, we can't save him. Oh, maybe we can. Oh no, but the ship is flat. It's paralleling us again. Oh no, fire the shit. And then anyway, they're too fast for the firing of the shit. They're way too way too fast for us. And I, I just I like how there's just a lot of tension. It isn't one of those episodes where it feels like there was just shitloads of extra time. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say that like if anything, the sort of prolonged tour scene with. The Sareks. But even that was, I think, mostly for the sake of... Building the fact that, like, Spock and Sarek don't Yeah, yeah. and again, giving a Kirk and, and Amanda that scene together for yeah. a little more exposition, but also just character building. Yeah, yeah. it, it, it just gives felt... a nice glimpse into, into yeah. Spock's life. Well, right, and especially if that was D.C. Fontana's goal with this episode, mm. I'd say she basically nailed, nailed it. it. Yeah. Sometimes, like, uh, I feel like last week we said that there were, there were moments that felt like, ugh, this is just filler, but I didn't mm. feel like there was really any filler... Yeah, this, this is a very episode. efficiently handled episode of this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, just seeing all the different aliens is really fun. Yeah. yeah. I love the scene between Gav and Sarek where Gav is like, why aren't you going to, why do you want to vote for admission? And Sarek is like kind of like hinting at the fact that he's a thief. And they get into this big fight, and yeah. I don't know. I just, I enjoy that. I like watching that tension build. Like, there's just tension everywhere. Yeah. And it makes sense, because we open, and, you know, McCoy's like, oh, Jesus, I'm wearing this really, you know, fancy uniform, and it's really tight, and everything's uncomfortable. And, like, that's, like, that's this whole episode. It's all Ooh, that's, it's, uncomfortable. It's, the whole episode is wearing McCoy's dress uniform. Mm. Is that, is that sexy for you, Caitlin? I like it, yeah. Nice. You like McCoy. I love McCoy. See, exactly. So, me too. But yeah, I just feel like it just, it's very uncomfortable, very tense, just like you probably anticipate a dinner with the heads of state would be. So yeah. I just feel like it works really well for this episode and the um, content therein. Yeah. Should yeah. we go over to Nerd Corner? We got any quibbles with this episode? <laughs> well, see. Uh, no, not really. Great. <laughs> Here's, here's a here's a here's a question. So yes. the the Andorian or really the the Orion blue person thing yeah. has taken slow po- poison. Mm-hmm. What a fucking dumb thing to do! Like why why take slow poison and then admit you've taken slow poison and you have let and you assumably have ten minutes left? They can fucking torture the shit out of you for ten minutes. I say they already established that mind probe and truth serum don't work on him. Oh, did they? Didn't they? Yeah, yeah, early they, when they, they tried that first. Yes, yeah, they Spock. got the they got the torture out of the way at the beginning and it didn't oh, work. Oh man, I so. missed the torture scene. Yeah, um, it, it's Starfleet. They don't torture. Oh, they could have done, done the what the Terran Empire does and use the agonizers. Simulated mm. drowning. Mm. Ooh, well, waterboarding. There you go. Oh, waterboarding. It's such an ugly word. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. So waterboarding sounds like it should be a fun sport. Yeah, it does sort of, doesn't it? It sounds like some sort of like surfing, like boogie, boogie board. Well, yeah, I would think like water hybrid. skiing, but like with, with like a, well, and a that's, board. And that's why they call it that. So it sounds less so horrible like just, to civilians. So like, um, so like, like when you're on skis behind a boat, but then Probably. you're on a snowboard or something. Right, honest. yeah, just, just like, like snowboarding is to skiing as waterboarding is to water skiing. That sounds great. Yeah, it sounds really fun. Why do we have to fuck it up this way? Yeah, horrible. Yep. I blame the <laughs> United States. I mean, it's been it's it's like age old tradition waterboarding. Family tradition. Mm. It was so. It was. My so bad. father was waterboarded by his father, and he was waterboarded yeah. by his father, and so on for centuries. Well, it was done. It was done a lot during the Spanish American War in the Philippines. I know. Huh. And 
was outlawed thereafter because of being uh, fucking horrible. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is in the 19th century they went, this is a bit much. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. Yeah, keeping John. in mind that the guillotine was still being used, I think, long after that. You till the 1970s. Yeah. yeah. Not the finger guillotine, where they just do the fingers. Oh, I still use that. I got one of those in my room. Exactly. What? No, I don't. Nothing? What a strange tangent. So, Journey to Babel, anything, anything else? Family story, surgery? Uh, I actually do have a question, which is, if Spock is like, oh, it's probably Tal Shia, how did Le- uh, Orion learn how to do... Tal Shia. Spies. Yeah, but... Spies. Yeah, but... Spies. No, because also... Spies. No, no, because also, like, Vulcans are, we've established, stronger than humans, so them being able to, like, snap a neck with more precision makes yeah, sense. I think it's like a martial art. Maybe Orion's are... probably train in it, maybe. Yeah, yeah but the Vulcans aren't gonna, like, let anybody learn that shit. They don't Spies even want you to know... They it up from uh, somebody else. They don't even want to talk about meditation in maybe public. Maybe they picked up the Tal Shia from... Someone in the Tal Shiar. Back in the Tal Shiar. Mm. Yeah, well, I tried. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. They, I'm sure they, they have Thank their you, ways. Thank you, Chekhov. Thank God. They have their ways. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just, that's my one. Oh, thing. yes. Mm. No, that's an extra number. Fuck like it. What? I was going to talk about Fool Me Once, but that's that's Friday's Child. Mm. Um, yeah. So are we all set with Journey? I'm all set with I'm Journey. I'm going with Journey. Yeah. Yeah. Good episode. Don't what? stop believing. <laughs> Hold on to that feel. Okay. Sorry, you knew more words than I did, so. Um. So, Friday's Friday's Child. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's start with the title, because I know you, didn't, yeah, you, didn't, didn't... you don't know it. So there's a poem, mm-hmm. and in reading up on this episode a little bit, they were like, oh yeah, it's a reference to the poem Monday's Child, and they're saying, because the line is, Friday's Friday's child is full of woe. And I'm like, that's not the line in the poem. And I was trying to look up the poem because mm. I've never heard Friday's child being the one that's full of woe. I think it's supposed to be... And there are very many variants on the poem. It's an old, old little... Oh. little Not a lullaby, but it's an old, like, old chingle, chi- child's jingle kind of thing. A chingle, chingle as you said. A chingle. Let me, th- let me see if I can remember any of it now. Uh, Monday's child is fair of face. Tuesday's child is full of grace. Wednesday's child is full of woe. Thursday's child has a ways to go. Friday's child uh, is loving and giving. Saturday's child must work for their living. But for those born on the Sabbath day are happy and giddy and something and gay. So I have no idea what any of these have to really do with the episode Friday's Child, unless you're thinking of the full of woe part, because this whole episode made me feel a lot of woe. Mm. Whoa. Well, there's a lot of death Whoa. and destruction. Joey Lawrence. Coming into a, a reference to Dragnet. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> I that. was hoping. That would have been much better. Oh, God. I would love to have seen uh, Jack Webb in an episode of Star Trek. He'd have made a good, like... Overly prim, kind of dickish Federation bureaucrat. Mm. He's the one that keeps catching Harry Mud. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh that could have spin-off. been a spinoff. That would have been amazing. I don't know. It's weird. Like, I feel like, even despite all the trouble I had explaining it, I feel like nothing happened. You know, you basically explained the whole thing. Like yeah. that was it. Most of the episodes is them hiding in the hills. Is them hiding in the hills and exploring a fucking backwards culture, which is kind of. Odd. Yeah. And McCoy getting his Mac on with a supremely pregnant woman. He never macked on the woman. She yeah. kind of macked on him. 
She was kind of sexy though. There was she the was she was hot. There was lots of um, but there was lots of like hand touching and Slapping. you know, oh the pain is down here. That, yeah, <laughs> when she was like behind a rock and she was to be giving birth, and mm. your and your imagination could go a little wild because McCoy was just like right over her. You're Water like, building. what's going on? Oh, she's giving birth, but she seems to be enjoying it a little too much. Well, they're a warrior culture. Maybe they really enjoy pain. Yeah, this warrior well, culture that's a little bit a little bit Christian scientist because they don't believe in medicine and think only the strong should should survive. Yeah, she, she got into him once he started hitting her. Mm. So they yeah, they like that. The pain. They remind me a little bit of TNG Klingons. Klingons with their with their oh you have to be strong oh you can't touch our women uh, uh, uh. we have a million fucking taboos and if you break any of them we fight you to the death uh, or if you take this scrotum fruit from this woman you'll have to fight her nearest male relative yeah. that woman was just just a fucking bitch about that then I'm just gonna trick them into touching my fruit that's how you no no it wasn't a trick they it's it's their job going in to know the customs, and Doc was there to warn That's them. That's true. At least Doc was there. Unlike yeah. when they went to Vulcan, and yes, the Vulcans didn't give Kirk full information about you know Ponfar fights. Yeah. Like this was, they Ponfar underst- wars. Yeah, they un- they understood <laughs> what Thank should you. have happened, and in this case, it did. McCoy went at Jim. I mean, he let him get dangerously close to touching it. Like now, McCoy could have said something earlier. How many times did McCoy have to make that mistake when he was there scoping out? <laughs> McCoy has killed a lot of <laughs> like, uh, of Capellans. Like how many fights has he gotten into on Capella before he figured out all the customs? Yeah, and he was only there for two months. Mm. Well, Kirk was there for five minutes. And Actually, his fucking red shirt was there for two seconds and got fucking killed. Oh my god! Like seriously, Idiot. and I, I said this while we were watching it. It's like this is a very delicate mission. These are people who are clearly super tetchy. You bring a more experienced guy. I know, Caitlin, you said, well, how do you experience? Well, you start them off on easier missions first. Well, how how difficult is it to not threaten someone with your weapon? That was Apparently like... Apparently for Jimmy Jackass there, well, really then difficult. then he deserved to die. Yep. And yeah. He certainly didn't deserve his job. Well, I mean, and especially where they spent, like, the first part of the, you know, the very opening of the episode explaining just how... Was that, was the security guy in the room when McCoy was briefing everybody? No, no. But he theory... probably should have been. Yeah. If you're bringing him down to the planet, I mean, he, he stepped out to have a shit right before the meeting. <laughs> he missed all that. Be fair, so. we, didn't, we didn't see, for all we know, McCoy did give him some prep before they beamed down. No, but, but... regardless, if you're going to a planet... Full of hostile natives. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you don't threaten them with a fucking gun right off the bat, or threaten their yeah, guests. Kid like was an idiot. it was stupid, and then Kirk was mad about it, and Kirk was being fucking stupid because it's like Kirk. Well, and then Kirk like blames McCoy that the security guy fucked, and he's like, "I fucking warned you, Jim." Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing was a little ridiculous. Mm. And then he has to like apologize to him, and McCoy's like, "Yeah, no yeah. shit, dickass." And then Spock is like, "Yeah, that was pretty out of line, Jim." Mm. <laughs> I mean, he said it in his own little Spocky way, you know. Oh, yeah. So inefficient, all these emotions. But like, it was like, yeah, that was a. That was that was that was a soft reprimand from Spock. Spock's not impressed by your bullshit. Yeah, no, that was that was none of us are. Put it away, Jim. Oh, you lost a man again. Shut up. Stop putting them in red shirts, man. You'd have better luck. But yeah, it's like so they meet the king, and uh-huh. the king's like, oh. Sorry, the Tear. Tear? Tear. Tear. Is like, oh, the Klingon also wants to give us give us, you know, payment for our rocks. It's like I know that we're playing up this like, 
you know, savage native trope or whatever, but, like, I'm sure at some point someone explained to them, like, Why this is, they're valuable. This is dilithium crystal. You know, he wasn't well, just no, like, time, oh, you want the yellow metal? This time you know, it wasn't, like, uh, this time it wasn't dilithium. It was some sort, I've forgotten the name already, but some phlebotinum fucking MacGuffin element that's needed for... Unobtainium. For uh, <laughs> life support systems again, like with the Horda. Don't they have enough from that planet with the Hordas running around? No, dude, the Horda ate the whole fucking planet and it's all fucked up now. How Swish many cheese. episodes of Star Trek so far have dealt with mining rights? Oh my god, I don't know, many. but I wish we'd been counting uh, well, from the Well, certainly off. both of the ones we've just been, right. we've just watched. The Horda. Mud's Women. Mud's Women. Um... So at least I mean, a little, a little bit of a uh, journey to Babel because we're talking about yeah, Horridan. journey to Babel was mirror, about mirror, dilithium. Weren't they trying to well, get? Yes, they were trying to get dilithium rights. That's five. Did you include mirror mirror? I'm oh, not mirror mirror. Um, did you include Babel was Babel. one of the first, okay, yeah. the yeah. two that we did right now. So yes. yeah, yeah. So at least five. Yeah, mm. and I like, feel like in there like were forty more. episodes, less than forty episodes. Mm. It'll be interesting to see if it comes up as much in future series. I don't think it does, yeah, though. I don't think so. I think they. I think they figure out eventually that like it's a dumb plot device. Yeah, like we can't. Like we can't just keep making like because food. Obviously, you can't really do because food's plentiful. Yeah, know? it doesn't make sense. You need to go with stuff that's rare. Yeah, and obviously these exotic minerals and dilithium crystals and shit. Those are going to be rare. But it is. It does start to feel a little played when every episode is. Yeah, like oh, what's... how are we going to get? The mining rights from these primitives. Or even just anyone, you know? Or well, that's, something's that's fucking the... up the mining we've already got in place, or... Mm-hmm. Hell, even now that Everything I think in it... Doctor Who was drilling, always, remember? Classic yeah, Who? Lot, yeah. People were always drilling and fucking shit up. Yeah, not even though. Even the second pilot, uh, not that it's about it, but they're going to abandon Mitchell oh, yeah. at an automated mining facility. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's partly because we've dealt with, like, a lot of the, like, savage natives thing and we've dealt with a lot of mining stuff so it's just like the two most tired tropes of the show so far are just squished together into one rotten tired sandwich episode. and again like uh oh, there's infighting i killed him i am the leader now like we said and like like with other you know apparently when you want dilithium or whatever the fuck the element was this week badly enough yeah to hell with the prime directive i know the prime directive gets fucking forced up the ass in this one yeah, Whoa. like, what? They're clear. I mean, unless we're supposed to believe... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Starfleet had sent an earlier mission, too, just to chill and hang with them. That's how Doc met them. Mm. Like, why did they do that, then? Well, because they were trying to groom them so to become part of the Federation. It sounds like the whole point of them being there was to offer them a part in the Federation, which would mean... Well, they just want the mining rights. I don't give a fuck about them joining the Federation. It, no, that yeah, Kirk, but Kirk, Kirk specifically yeah. said... Like, when you're a member of the part Federation, of the fe- yeah. you get to run your own yeah. planet. Uh, yeah, it's I didn't, the Klingons I never, are going to take you over. I never got the impression that they were asking me to become part of the Federation, but but because to, to say specifically, no, you still get to retain rulership. We just want to trade you. Yeah, See, it God sounded to me like they were going to like bring them into the Federation fold, which is ridiculous. Because why would you bring this Fucking, planet yeah. of people that they got oil? Yeah, yeah. But I love that originally, Kirk was like, "Oh yeah, I'll try to get you to to our ship to the like pregnant woman. dead king's wife," and just like. 
Oh yeah, she'll acclimate really well to your society. Yeah, it's gonna know, go she great. Was, she was definitely best dressed in this episode. Oh, so. definitely. Yes. Oh yeah, she had that oh, shiny dress. You the shiny dress. Men had those idiot outfits. Yeah, yeah. the high ponytails. They looked like extras from hats. like nineteen eighties workout videos with like Jane Fonda or some I mean, shit. Bob was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, Bob was okay. He hat. he didn't he didn't have to wear the fucking fucking throat like bathroom rug sash. Although he That's did true. have like the like this gold tassel. Looks like he stole from a rug or very nice drapes. Yeah. I really liked his super gray eyebrows, as I assume those were not natural. Well, I assume the same. He had blonde hair, otherwise. Yeah, well, different genes. What is it? Mm. So, use, what what? I like actually. Is that true? Well, like you know how sometimes men will have like you ever seen like men men having their hair on their head is one color and their beard is a different color. Different genes firing to make different colors. That's why, also, like, not to be not to be crude, not on this show, but sometimes the curtains don't match the drapes, and it's because of genetics. Man, the curtains. Wait, no, it's not the curtains match. Curtains are drapes. It's the carpet that matches oh, the drapes. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, you're right. Well, sometimes the carpet doesn't match the drapes either. <laughs> like, what would the curtains be? They're paisley. They're paisley curtains. They don't uh, match drapes, eyebrows, and hair. There we go. Yeah, okay. Who was it? I think it was you, Ames. You were being crude. Uh, saying that apparently when you're king, you get the right to not wear a stupid hat. I don't think I said that. Somebody. One of you said it. Oh, it wasn't me. It. I said it because okay. the one person that didn't have a hat was the original tier. Tier. Yeah. And he had that hot wife, so... Yeah, he did have the nice wife. Um, Elian, I think, was her name? Yeah, like one Elian, of the two Elian women that we somewhere. see in the society. Yeah, her and the fruit lady. See, yeah. I um, I personally felt a lot of kinship with her, because she was like, Puff, I don't give a fuck about this baby, I'm out of here. <laughs> it seemed, <laughs> seemed very much in line with my feelings about children. Okay, when she when she's give, in the process of giving birth, and she's... Uh, okay, the concern is, if the baby was her husband, Akka Ars, who was dead, if the baby was her husband's child, then it would get killed? I, I don't, I'm I, not was, sure what the, I was unclear. What it the seemed, worry was. It seemed like the, uh, well, he would it be... Wouldn't he would be because it wouldn't have rights because it wouldn't have a king. father? No, well, oh, you mean what was her concern? Yeah. Because it sounded like they wanted to kill the baby because it he should have been king. Yeah. yeah. Well, they wanted to kill her because yeah. she had the baby He would have been a threat right. to Bob. Yeah. Right. Poor Bob. Well, the other thing, too, is I guess I, I kind of oh, only half understood it. shoot lots of people in the U.S. every year. But apparently the, um... The baby in this society is considered all the work of the father, somehow. Mm. So, because McCoy got it, oh, I take all the credit here. Ah, it's all grumpy. Celebrated history of killing your opponents. Your, 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 your yeah. prote- if you're the king, you kill all of your pretenders, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's most of Game of Thrones. Lions do that. And that's what. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I've heard that lions take over a pride. Gregor Gregor Clegane killed all of Rhaegar's children. Did he? Or so he thinks. What series? Is this still Game, Game of Thrones? Of Thrones. Game okay. Thrones, yeah. um, oh, Gregor. Now you're a weird zombie thing. Oh, Gregor. Mm. Well, now you're a cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that was last week. I know. Yeah, it's a lot of hiding in hills. A lot of hiding yeah, in the Vasquez Rocks. Bad bows and bad arrows. Yeah, they make arrows. some really shitty bows and arrows that actually work really well. They yes. should not have That does that explain... Well. I, I, that, I'd forgotten about this episode completely happily, but that's... Clearly now why Fry goes to make a bow and arrow in the Star Trek episode of Futurama. What yeah. if we just use this machine gun? <laughs> Except Fry tries to make his string out of caterpillars, so his gets all falls over. <laughs> Did not have the appropriate tensile. Then one winds whatever. up his mouth, he's screaming. <laughs> he's definitely screaming. <laughs> oh boy. 
Yeah. So yeah, this episode, I mean, it's not the worst episode. It's not the apple. It's not even a lot of other bad episodes. It's, it's just, not Mary. It's not, not great. Not much happens. Not the baby happens. was cute, though. The no, baby was cute. Her little baby. No, yeah. no, no babies are cute. It was pouty, which I appreciate. Yeah, I it was, it was really in a bad babies. mood. I, know, I like the idea of McCoy plowing that hot chick. That was... <laughs> this hot chick in the in the process of birthing a child. Whatever. McCoy doesn't care. He's don't a doctor. Coming out of there. Don't kink shame. He's a you're doctor, not an escalator. Your, your, your instrument directly into the baby's face. Yeah, instrument. Is doctor's this <laughs> instrument. This is taking a turn. Yeah, this is fantastic. Good job, guys. <laughs> I didn't do, this time I didn't do it. So Listen, I'm not I'm not saying I mean I thought about it, but I had nothing to do with it. There was plowing. Okay. There, there was a good couple hours where she wasn't actively giving birth. And actually, sure. having sex is a good way to induce labor, I'm told. Now we know why she went into labor. No! Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That was, uh, I'm, do- not, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Yeah, that was that good. That was a good line, good. yeah. Oh, and of course the... a little uh, forced to me, but all right. Oh, yeah, it was forced, but Apparently he's, he, he gives the, does the, I'm a doctor, not a blank, like, 11 times. I'm a day. doctor, wow. not a Hitachi magic wand. Ugh. The hell's a Hitachi magic It's a wand. vibrator. It's a Why does Jake know that? It's like the most famous vibrator yeah, that very, there is. It used to be. It used to be. Um, who was it? Doctor Doctor Ruth. What's her name? Used uh, to like sell it. Not sell she, it, like, but promoted it. Promote it. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, yeah, Doctor Ruth. Doctor Ruth. Yeah. But she had a last name. She did have I don't care. Something German. Yeah. Yep. Doctor Ruth Hitler Kaiser. Vader Ginsburg. <laughs> Doctor Ruth Vader Ginsburg recommended. The Hitachi magic wand. I don't know. She's a pretty awesome lady. She probably would. But anyway, yeah, it was like a. It's a maybe Ruth Masturbator Ginsburg. <laughs> oh! oh man, we really elevate this podcast. You know, just from from uh, from something to art. I don't know when it starts. Now. There. And Ames is crying. No. Oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have I take I had notes. A I have insight. Gone <laughs> now. Can we just make as many dick jokes as possible? Yeah. I try to do. straddle the uh, line. <laughs> oh, I do that on purpose. Oh, oh boy. I was. <laughs> We're sleepy. Anyway. Oh, there was the side story on the Enterprise. Yeah, I was going to bring back up the side story. Scotty's uh, in charge again. Yep. Uh, he gets lured away by a prank phone call. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, is your, your engine, engine running? <laughs> <laughs> I love well, that he somehow... Like, I should know. The name of the ship. Like, That's a freighter. It's like, do you have every registered fucking ship in Starfleet well, memorized? Yes, he does. He does. 12 11. cruisers. Eleven. The Constellation got blown up. That's true, yeah. So there's 11 heavy cruisers and, like, four freighters. Apparently. That is the Starfleet. Freighters apparently can only go warp two. Yeah, you yeah. think by now they'd yeah, be able to that doesn't, that doesn't seem very, very, very efficient for a freighter. Well, if, they're, maybe, if they're freighting. Maybe it's an old one. Yeah, because that actually even comes up in Enterprise, just the fact that a lot of the freighting is... Freighting? Is the that freight? a freight? It is now. Shipping well, you know what it is, is done by freighters that can only go like up to warp two, and they have to. You see, I think in that episode they were talking about how they were feeling you know, threatened by these newer, higher warp ships that could make you know deliveries in weeks that would take them months. See, that's that's because the Federation runs these warp two freighters, and then you've got you know the FedEx and UPS versions of space delivery. 
uh, Planet Express, for example, being one of them. So, yeah, Warp 2, mm. you know, the, the competition's doing it a little faster and losing your packages less often. Mm. But it's going to cost you extra. Mm. Well, there's also, I imagine there's probably, it probably is more expensive in terms of fuel to go Warp. Oh, way fast, yeah. You know, so mm. they probably, you know, we're freight, which maybe doesn't have to be, absolutely positively have to be there tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, okay, we'll take the slow. Yeah. They do freight like, prime though next day. No. Isn't it with cars where it's like you have to if you go like about forty five miles an hour, that's like peak efficiency. But once you're going like sixty five, is it fifty five? I knew there was some sweet spot with cars, so it's probably the same with space travel. I'm warp sure. three point eight. <sighs> mm. well, apparently, uh, it's warp two. Yeah, you really think though, like Scotty would have tried to figure out quicker if it was a prank call. Because my first thought would be. It's a prank call. Well, how, I mean, you're not well, going to sit you, around you, and fuck around when you think people are dying. Mm, you're going to go check yeah. it out. I mean, if there's nothing there, then there's no harm done. But you've, it, normally, yes, but you just established there's some Klingons floating around. Mm-hmm. They've just dropped off your scopes. Like, come on. Well, and then when they get there and... There's no it's sign. It's obvious that it's a fake. And then he's like, ah, oh, we'll hang out for a little while and just make sure. It's like, what? what? No, they've clear. You've been had, Scotty. Turn yeah, around. Like, admit it. He's an engineer, guys. He's not a fool. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, Chekhov's gonna say something about Russia. Yeah, I've heard this phrase before. It is in in Soviet Russia. Shame on you. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) (laughs) What I liked was uh, after he said it, and everyone rolls their eyes. Chekhov, because he's at Spock's station at this point, so no one can see. He even grins a little. Like so, even Chekhov knows he's full of shit. It's good to know that Chekhov is just fucking. Yeah, he's everyone. in on the joke. Yeah. His own joke. He's in on his own joke. Well, that's good. Somebody's got to be. You oh, all think I'm a ridiculous little Russian man, but I know. I know what you think of me, you fucking fool. One <laughs> right. day I be admiral. So Scotty returns everybody on the Enterprise back to the planet yep. where the the what the Capellans are. In the nick of time to not actually do anything. In the nick, in the nick of time <laughs> to like have a fucking standoff with a Klingon ship. Oh yeah, I forgot about the standoff because yeah. we don't actually see the resolution. We hear about it later. Yeah, he says, oh, the the Klingon ship didn't have any fight in it, so we're here to, you know, save the day or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, what, A, what Klingon ship does not have any fight in it? And B, how did you actually, you know, get the fuck around it? It sounds like they just left. They played chicken. Yeah. yeah. And the Klingons went, oh! He, th- he went right down their throat with it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sound of going down a Klingon's throat. Or just Klingon saying hello. Their language is disgusting. Mm, it's true. <laughs> oh, wow. Racist. They have no word for... Hello. <laughs> hello. They also don't have tear ducts. Mm. They don't have tear ducts. Established in Star Trek Six. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Probably evolved them out. Mm. No need. Uh, so yeah, Friday's child. Anyone else with anything? Or can we put this one to bed? Why did Mob have to get sacrificed? He felt he was, bad. He wanted to create a, a distraction for the Klingon so that somebody else could throw a... Boomerang Magic boomerang at him. God, those stupid The things. ultimate frisbees. Yes, that was good. I liked that. Thank you. <laughs> the yeah. ultimate, ultimate frisbee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used up our year's budget in, budget in rocks already. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. with that explosion. So many rocks. Which, how did it explode? It was supposed to be sympathetic vibration. Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe there was some dilithium crystal or whatever under... You know what it is? They got some of those rocks that they have on the Vol planet. Yeah, that's mm, what it is. There you go. Exploder rocks. because yeah, those rocks... It wasn't just like the rocks collapsed or something. No, was, there was legit... Like you could see fire. There was an explosion. Yeah. I didn't see fire. Yeah, if you look, there was a little flash. I believe mm. you. I believe you. I just didn't Well, I did like it. the little... Thi- the 
the thing that McCoy had that Kirk hit with the knife. Oh, and the it f- turned into a oh, fire. Yeah, fire. the light rock or whatever. Inst- the instant inst- campfire. What was it called though? Was it uh, called some light rock chemical or sounding, light? Uh, light yeah. No, it was like light something. I thought they called it. No, nah, he had so. a complicated chemical sounding name. Oh, yeah. well, that was yeah, that was interesting. Never see those again. That's a shame. Oh, that's a, that is a shame. Granted, I'm sure they didn't need it really in the fucking desert where it was 110 degrees that day. True. Mm. I'm sure the Capellans were terribly, terribly oh, uncomfortable God, under those, those fucking blankets. Poor actors. And I'm sure, I mean, even the regulars, I mean, I'm sure those, there was nothing natural in yeah, those shirts. They totally. probably don't breathe. Man-made spandex. Shatner mm. had to hide behind a rock, take off his, his rug to mop off his brow. I don't, I see, I don't think he has a, I don't think he has toupee. He does so eventually. He should look Eventually, but I don't think he does now. Maybe not. There's his hair. If he was a toupee, it would look better. It would be <laughs> thicker. No, like, really, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Does he have a toupee today? I don't know. Or does he have plugs or... I don't know. Spray paint? I mean, I feel like he's got a pretty good amount of hair right now, so either he has... Must have done something if he needed a toupee at any point. Because mm. he has one in, like, the motion picture, right? Those movies, doesn't he? In the... I mean, his hair certainly is suddenly a very different texture than it was in the original series. Well, mm. your hair changes when you get old, too, though. Mm. He might have I... been dying it. I, no, wait, honestly, that could have done right. it, too. I was, uh, it was interesting, I was reading a thing recently. Are you looking it up, Jake? No. I no. guess there was a point where... He's just uh, bored of us, and I, we, we, we want over an like, hour, yeah, I was gonna so say, he's like, he, the hour mark is past, Jake's out. There, there was a, apparently an interview <laughs> once where, you know, they're talking to Patrick Stewart, he's like, don't you think they'd have cured male pattern baldness by the 24th century? And I forget if it was Patrick Stewart himself or Gene Roddenberry, but one of them said, no, I just think that by the 24th century, people won't give a fuck. Yeah, that's Patrick Stewart. Nice, I, I like that. And it's like, yeah, that is good. Who has the balls to say that to Patrick Stewart? He has a beautiful head. I can't even imagine what he would look like with hair. I don't think he's ever had hair. I don't want to imagine. He's one of those people that probably lost it really early. I should watch I Claudius. He wears a, he wears some kind of. A I've seen a photo from that in my old in, that. in high school. My Latin book had a picture of him from I Claudius with the. It's a good series too. Wig. It's supposed to be yeah. All right. Well, we don't want to say anything else about Friday's Child. No more. It wasn't great. So thank you for joining us for a discussion of a very good episode and a pretty meh episode. Meh. Uh, up next week, we've got The Deadly Years and uh, Obsession, which has been mentioned a couple of times. I love so that'll Obsession. Be fun. I'm excited. Are you uh, obsessed with it, Caitlin? No, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. So thank you very much for joining us. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. I almost said this has been Caitlin. This has been Ames. Oh, no. And this has been Chris. <laughs> and Where's this Jake? Been, and this has been Jake. And this has been Chris. <laughs> and Jake. And Caitlin. And the gems. There we go. As always, please follow our Facebook page, Stardust Dear Herby. We're on Twitter at SSHB Podcast. We're on Tumblr as SSHB Podcast. Uh, we are on SoundCloud and iTunes, so can be subscribed to from many a podcasting app. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. He's Canadian. That's the answer. There we go. White cat has... Stop looking at the cat's nipples. That's weird. You ever play find find the nipple on your cat? Of course you... No, but my cats, no, because, like, Dimmy would not allow it. Oh, no, but actually, you know what's funny? Because Phantom's a black cat and his whole belly is black. When he lays back, you can just see, like, little... Mm. Where his little nipples are. Little patches. Little patches. He's harder on them because they got white bellies. Yeah, no, with a white belly, it would be very difficult. This has been Nipple Corner. (laughs) Nipple, Nipple corner. corner. <laughs> yes. Back to the episode. <laughs> mm-hmm.